1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: Paul and Jordana on what looks like a beautiful day outside. Should be warmer, but thank you for spending some time with us on this sunny Monday. Hi, Paul.
1: Yeah. Hey, Jor. Greetings. Dad says hi. Still has a crush on you. Oh, I love
2: talking to and I'm very um, excited about hearing what you have recorded with him. I know we can't tape with him, or we can't ask him questions live on the radio because his hearing isn't so great anymore. But yep. I know you can record things that I'm. I can't wait to hear his thoughts on Ukraine.
1: And you know why his hearing is is non-existent? Firing bazookas yep. at the end of World War II, he was thankfully, mercifully not in the German army, but he was a member of the Hitler Youth. Every kid had to become a Hitler uh, Hitler Mm. Youth member. They were the last line of defense, you know, kids. And uh, normally they practice with twigs, but they upgraded the twigs to actual bazookas, and he didn't have any hearing protection, Mm. and he blames that for his loss of hearing. So I don't blame him.
2: I don't blame him. Today also marks a very sad anniversary. At 6.05 p.m. on Thursday, April 4th of 1968, Martin Luther King Jr. was shot dead while standing on a balcony outside his second floor room at the Lorraine Motel in Memphis, Tennessee. And I heard um, some audio of this announcement on CBS News, and I just wanted to take a moment to share it with you because it was a devastating day in American history.
3: Good evening. Dr. Martin Luther King, the apostle of nonviolence in the civil rights movement, has been shot to death in Memphis, Tennessee. Police have issued an all-points bulletin for a well-dressed young white man seen running from the scene. Officers also reportedly chased and fired on a radio-equipped car containing two white men. Dr. King was standing on the balcony of a second-floor hotel room tonight when, according to a companion, a shot was fired from across the street. In the friend's words, the bullet exploded in his face. Police, who have been keeping a close watch over the Nobel Peace Prize winner because of Memphis' turbulent racial situation, were on the scene almost immediately. They rushed the 39-year-old Negro leader to a hospital where he died of a bullet wound.
2: So that's it. You heard Walter Cronkite making this announcement. Uh, I, I can't imagine what it was like to be watching that. We hear devastating news a lot now. The things that always shock me are, of course, you know, would uh, will be an assassination, which would be horrific, but also shootings like we hear in the school shootings. I remember just being stupefied as I watched the Sandy Hook events unfolding. I was on the radio uh, that morning when I was filling in for John Hines, actually, um, when I had my night show. And I, I do remember, I, I mean, any of these events, OJ, 9-11, there are so many events that we can just go back to that are cemented in our lives. And I imagine if somebody was watching the news that night, uh, they would remember the feel of their kitchen or, or their living room or wherever they were watching this, if they had a TV. And um, just recall his voice and recall what was happening that day. Yeah,
1: it was a shameful day for the mm. United States and, I mean, it was just, I mean, what a train wreck of a decade mm. Mm. Uh, the 60s uh, right. were. But right, right. He he said some things, Jor, that have stuck with me over the years. He said, I've decided to stick with love. Hate mm. is too great a burden to bear. And he also said That's forgiveness true. is not an occasional act. It is a permanent attitude. And, mm, you know, like as that. a Christian, obviously everybody is flawed, everybody sins, but he, and I give him a lot of credit, he he really followed the words of Jesus in terms of, you know, not raising the sword, uh, Mm -hmm. that isn't the way to get things done, peaceful disobedience, and um, he was was one of a kind, and um, his legacy still lives on.
2: Yes. So today, of course, we remember the day that he was murdered. Uh, James Earl Ray was a 40-year-old who was trying to escape, later confessed to the crime, and was sentenced to 99 years in prison. So um, just wanted to make note of this tragic day that, of course, his legacy lives on with nonviolence and peace and love and all of those things. And we need We need Martin Luther King Jr., but we also need his legacy, his teachings, um, his faith. We need his energy in the world that we are living in today. So um, it's always just a good reminder that people like this do come into the world, and he did not have enough time here, especially on the mission that he was planning and 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 executing and you know the mission that he was living so just uh, wanted everybody to take a moment think about how martin luther king jr would solve problems if he were alive today how he would want things to be done because i think that speaks volumes
1: he he inspired a lot of people no yes, question about sure. that and um he is missed jordana um i miss spring on paper <laughs> the calendar insists that it's spring a lot of theories about what's going on, and a lot of theories about what's to come. Does this mean an extra wet summer? Some of the climate models are predicting significantly warmer weather for April, May, and June. We have a La Nina pattern in the Pacific trying to connect the dots. Kenny Blumenfeld, the senior climatologist for the state of Minnesota, is going to join us and hopefully put our minds at ease that we will eventually truly see spring. Kenny, coming up next. Hey, Paul! thank you for the snow. <laughs> Winter likes the snow. She it's does. Good. I'm, she I'm glad does somebody snow. does.
4: It snowed uh, on Winter's uh, birthday over the weekend. How about that? Uh, uh, she was, oh, she was birthday. okay with it. Yeah. What a great birthday. Gift.
1: I, I found over 40 years, Minnesotans are pretty stoic, but that stoicism goes away. When it snows on their green, freshly mowed lawns. Now, granted, nobody's been cutting their lawn yet, but it'll happen by the end of the month. April is the month of rapid greening. Once we have some moisture, a high sun angle. But yeah, this spring, it's been a sucky spring, and I'm uh-huh. sure there's a more appropriate term for that. <laughs> but I wanted to uh, wanted to ask Kenny Blumenfeld about how this compares with other springs and what's to come a lot of farmers concerned seems like soil moisture is in a good spot a lot of lake water levels are still down significantly joining us now my friend dr kenny blumenfeld senior climatologist at the minnesota state climate office kenny welcome back
5: Hey, good to be back. How are you? I, I haven't seen any optimists mowing their lawns just yet. <laughs> I might be able to find one out there.
1: hope I remember how to do that, but uh, what's your take? How far behind are we? I know last year, ice was already off uh, the lakes, at least in the metro. Seems like we're a couple of weeks behind.
5: Yeah, yeah we were. I mean, well, last year, we were early. I mean, last year... Last year we got out. We got out the gates running pretty fast with the with the ice melt. We didn't have much of a snow cover, and we didn't have really much of a winter. For uh, you know, once we got out of that February period and mid uh, mid February twenty twenty one, it just kind of got warm. Um, I you know we are behind this this spring has uh, the same flavor. Uh, I can name you four springs, and then beyond that, you know, people are going to lose their minds because I'm talking about, you know, if you talk about the past too much, it's like talking about dreams, and people get glossy-eyed. But this winter, <laughs> in its behavior, it's kind of mimicking winters that we saw 2012-13. Uh, and these are, these are all really late-staying kind of Minnesota goodbye-style winters where mm. it doesn't matter how it starts. They stick around for a long time. They all have a cold February in common. And that would be 2013, 2014, uh, 2018, and 2019. And those, those winters were, uh, I think three of them were La Nina winters, kind of like this mm-hmm. one. Right. And they did tend to have a, uh, you know, snow in April, ice and slush in April, and then a very fast uh transition over to spring. I mm. mean that's the 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 glimmer of hope you can offer is that when winter lasts long, well then, then, then as soon as it ends you got summer. So
2: Wow well, is that okay. what then Kenny hi Kenny, it's Jordana. Is that what we can expect? Like a quick turnaround and an early warm you know, early warming and early summer?
5: I mean, you know, that's a good question, Jordana. I can't quite my crystal ball isn't at good, I'm but sorry. when <laughs> we do look at the other winters that have behaved like this, what you see is either, you know, you might even get some surprise warmth, uh, right, you know, I think of the year 2002, we had 91 degrees in April, but then, it was like April 15th, but then, you know, a week later, it was snowing again, we got another six inches and another six inches after that, and so you can get this kind of, uh, these emergences of, summer inside of this long-lasting winter. That's one scenario. The other scenario is it just kind of drags on through the month, but then as soon as it ends, I mean, it ends very quickly, and there's, mm-hmm. there's almost no mistake. And I would say just based on the timing of this, you know, we've lost March already, so based on the timing, I would expect a quick transition. People will notice this as a short spring no matter what.
1: Yeah, Kenny, I mean, I, I, over the years I, I call this a, a light switch, spring like turning on you know flipping a switch and and we go from a shoe full of slush to 70 degrees in the span of a few days and people just feel whiplash as opposed to a dimmer switch in a perfect mm-hmm. world you know we would gradually warm up but you know mother nature never moves in a straight line let me ask you this those winters you rattled off many of them la nina winters where spring came reluctantly 2013 14 18 2019 what happened is there a correlation with winter lingering longer and summers being cooler and wetter i've always wondered that
5: Mm. yeah i mean well certainly the 2013 and 14 winters or summers were they were pretty pretty cool or at least mild i mean you always you know any minnesota summer you're going to get your warm days you're going to get your humid and stormy days but those summers dished out less of that and and uh so there might be but i think you know we probably talked about this at offline or at other times that there's also this tendency for some la nina seasons to kind of convert and go into the heat and drought pattern so you know but when i think of these long lasting winters yeah they do tend to be related to you know, I, not necessarily mild, but fairly fairly wet uh, growing seasons.
1: Interesting, wet growing seasons, and any any linkage with severe weather. My concern when the atmosphere warms suddenly, it it often leads to severe weather outbreaks later in April and May, and and we've been let off fairly easy, at least in terms of tornadoes not hitting populated areas, um, not having crazy hail in recent years. I just wonder, you know, when does our luck run out? Is it is it this spring? Uh, when things happen quickly, uh the atmosphere can uh let us have it with both barrels.
5: Yeah, I, I just approach this as uh it could happen, you know, any any year we could get we could be in for a nasty surprise and certainly when you do have a, a rapid transition because you know the the air aloft is still really cold, but you start heating right. the air at the ground, you get extra instability, and so the mechanisms are there. Sometimes it pans out and we end up with you know, pretty hellacious, severe weather, uh, and sometimes, you know, sometimes it doesn't. We just end up kind of, kind of in a wet pattern. Like that year 2014, uh, that was a bad year for too much moisture in June, but there wasn't a lot of severe weather. It was just too wet. Uh, yeah. We've had other years uh, where maybe it wasn't too wet, but we had a lot of severe weather. 2019 had a very stormy summer. Um, although the the growing season itself, although it was wet, there wasn't any one period that you would point your finger at the way you would with that June 2014. So, I think it just that's a little bit of a roll of the dice. But I think we should be prepared for our run of luck to end uh, anytime mm. it's going to get warm. I mean what did we learn back in December? We learned that we could get tornadoes in Minnesota yeah, in the middle of well, December. And so I think all bets are off for trying to predict when we will or won't see them.
1: Kenny, last question regarding the drought. It seems like topsoil in good in good shape across most of the state. Obviously, farmers not getting out in their fields yet. Yeah. But what I've noticed on, on a number of lakes, including the lake that we're on, the water levels are still down... Very significantly, and I know March was wetter than average for most of the state. But are you concerned about the D word about you know lingering drought affecting farmers and also just you know recreation uh, on our lakes this summer? What are the odds?
5: Yeah, we've been hearing about this. Also, some of the area hydrologists have told us that they're a little concerned, and they're getting they're getting public concern about. Uh, about these lower lake levels we'll have to see once the once the lakes you know once they thaw out and all that ice melts and then you start getting some of that soil moisture back into the lakes we'll see if they bump up at all but yeah we're always you know we came out of it
0: call from mom answer it call silenced
5: instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy
2: nasty drought
5: last year and it's not it's not all the way over and we're always at risk of sliding back into it you only need about 6 weeks maybe 8 weeks of really dry conditions and you're back into a drought so i we're not out of the woods with that i just you know i think we have to kind of balance our anxieties here and i would <laughs> i would say right now we're looking pretty normal which is actually good and if anything it's sort of tilting towards a wetter pattern based on this long based on this long winter that we're having long late winter but yeah you know again i I wouldn't rest on our laurels just yet
1: well i sure we appreciate the perspective and uh i still like to talk about the weather and that's something that minnesotans most minnesotans have in common because Mm -hmm. we get an extra serving of weather up here uh, but Kenny Blumenfeld, Doctor Kenny Blumenfeld's uh, senior climatologist at the Minnesota State Climate Office. Uh, thank you for joining us. I appreciate the Thanks perspective. Staff. And uh, are you a Twins fan? Are you heading to Target Field Thursday? Are you going to brave the wind chill?
5: I, I'm not going to be there for that particular game, but I will definitely get out there a few times this year. Yeah, lifelong fan. Yeah, yeah I remember yeah. the '80s and the early '90s when you know the glory days. <laughs> <laughs>
1: They're coming back. They're coming back. They are. Kevin.
5: They're coming back every year, We say that. Coming right? back. It's an experience. Thank you, Doc. Thanks, yeah, thanks Doc. so much. Great talking with you. You bet.
2: Appreciate it. I don't know, Paul. I got a view of kids out there rollerblading, people biking. They're walking the dog in short sleeves. So everybody, even though the temperature might not reflect it today, we are so ready.
1: I know. I know. And it's going to be like a light switch this year. Um, so, hey. I'm just a messenger. I'm just a bewildered spectator. You know that, sure.
2: Please, I know that more than anyone. <laughs> <laughs> when we get back, when we get back, we we checked in with Sloane Martin, uh, the former Swiss Army Knife at WCCO. She was at the championship game last night in downtown Minneapolis. Um, she'll share her thoughts on the game and security next. Sometimes it snows in April
5: Sometimes I feel
0: so bad so bad
2: fitting on many levels
0: for this song Sometimes I
2: yes the, the the prophet prince predicting day. April snow of course but CCOTV did this super cool story. I want to share some other audio with you. But here's here's what was going on on, on CCOTV. They were looking uh, back in their research files and their in their video files mm-hmm. about the teachers' strike. There was a Minneapolis public school teachers' strike in April of 1970. So I generally don't do math, but I'm pretty sure that's about 52 years ago. And one of the videographers was you know, um, production manager, Matt Matt Liddy, was was scrolling through all of the video and he saw a face that seemed familiar to him. So he gets up and he goes into the newsroom and he's like, look at this. Who do you think that is? And didn't say anything, but who do you think that is? Who do you think that is? Who do you think that is? And when I looked at it, I was like, oh, for sure. That's who I think it is. And they went on this treasure hunt because the audio of it was film reel you know remember film reels oh, the I audio remember. wasn't yeah, yeah wasn't preserved properly or they couldn't hear it properly so they had to get that re- fixed up and then they went on a hunt to identify the person who they thought it was in the video so they found old friends old contacts old colleagues band members and of course the person in the video who they thought it was was prince Because his little adorable, I think he was 11 at the time, 11-year-old face seems, maybe 10, 11, seems exactly like the prince that, that we knew and loved. And then when they restored the voice, it's even familiar in that way. So what happened was there was a reporter on the scene in 1970 talking to kids about the teacher strike. And here is what they heard when they put the mic in front of a very young
3: Prince. Are most of the kids in favor of the picketing? Yep. How come?
4: Um, I think they should get a better education too, because, um, and I think they should get some more money, because they work be working extra hours for us, and all that stuff.
2: Now, I'm not saying that I would say, oh, that's Prince's voice, but... I I mean, Paul, I don't know if you got a chance to look at the video, but it looks exactly like him.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Minnie And they did confirm it. And wasn't he born, I think he was born in 58. He was born the same year I was. I think he would have been 12. It doesn't matter. But I mean, 11 or 12. Yeah.
2: So they, they, you know, at CCO TV, they went on literally this treasure hunt they went into looking at people that were in his class that year and because they wanted to confirm it because that's what good news organizations do they go and confirm things before they put them on the air so they went into a but- Ronnie Kitchen uh was a friend and a colleague and then they found a bunch of other acquaintances who knew prince and they just looked at him and they said yep that's him that's prince and the wow. yeah, you should guys should go watch it at, at WCCO TV look at you know um CBSlocal.com, ccotv.com. Check it out because the the reaction of former friends and bandmates when they see this young Prince Nelson as a fifth grader, it's just it's like seeing a ghost and it's beautiful to watch them watch it and have them remembering him as so young. So it was just a little gem that they found in the archives at WCCO TV hey. and sweet, sweet story. Sure.
1: I have a theory there are no coincidences. This is Prince tapping us on the shoulder, oh. saying that he's okay, and everything is going to be okay. That's just my theory, and I'm going to live with that, okay?
2: And that teachers should make more money. Because well, <laughs> he literally too. said that.
1: Yep. That too. All <laughs> and right.
2: Kids should get a better education because he literally said that. So uh, it was it was so sweet. So That's it was cool. A, it was fun. You guys should take a look at that story. Good for
1: CCO up. TV for tracking yeah. that down. Good. Good for it's Matt Lurdy for going going with mm-hmm. a hunch. Had, great work. Worked a lot with Matt. He's he's the real deal. Hey, um, you know who else is the real deal? Is Sloane Martin now with the Big Ten Network? She had a chance to attend last night's championship game with UConn and South Carolina, and we asked her, in her opinion, how did Minneapolis do hosting the Final Four over the weekend?
0: Well, I know a ton of people that were here in Minneapolis from uh, just the The larger women's basketball community, people who I know through broadcasting in the Big Ten, the coaches, and you just start to develop even more of these connections and you see more on social media, too, uh, aside from those conversations as well. And from everything that I heard, it was all enthusiastic and positive, except... The weather, the weather really just did not Ugh. cooperate in our no. way, and sorry yesterday was just dreary. I know, Paul, we're all blaming you per usual, uh, yeah, but it I was know. just this dreary. It was dreary. It was, dreary. it was cold, um, you know, and even too. I will say one criticism was that I ran into a couple skyways that were closed, which I know oh, it's yeah. a Sunday, really? but also you know, this is a big event. Most people are staying in their hotels and this was maybe a little farther out. I was going from the convention center all the way back to target center, or although all the way back to target center. So it was like, great, that's a nice long walk for me to do outside here. in you know, 35 degrees, but that would, it, it might've been small things like that where you're just, if you was from out of town and I ran into a closed skyway, I would just, I don't know, set up shop and, and live there, not knowing how to get out of <laughs> the building. Uh But overall, I know that people had a great time. It's very easy in our city to be able to stay downtown and go to multiple different places to take in that big game atmosphere. I think there would have been, you know, larger crowds people would have seen outside had the weather been warmer. Uh, but I know yeah. South Carolina fans, after winning the championship, or even outside in the snow, this is South Carolina too, uh, in Columbia, they were all still outside celebrating. So overall, from what I heard and saw, uh, just really positive reviews about our city represent love it
1: you know anytime you have Sloane on the air it's a good day it's I, good I day. miss hearing her voice I mean I hear it on Big Ten but it's great hearing mm-hmm. her on CCO again so
2: yeah we love cool. our Sloane Mm-hmm. Yep. And she got a new oven, and she's going to learn to cook, and she, uh, we had lots of other stuff. So if you need to um, hit the rewind button to hear more of Sloan, please use the Odyssey yeah. app and uh, do the rewind button, and I will post this on social media. So I'll, uh, I'll post her podcast at Jordana Verde on my Instagram.
1: Hey, Jor, many of us recycle paper and plastic and clothing and anything else we can recycle. What about furniture? There's one store that will allow you to recycle your furniture. More on that when we come back. My name is Winter, and it's birthday. Yay! Oh, sweet baby. How is she four or five?
4: <laughs> yes, yeah, we celebrated Winter's fourth birthday four. over the weekend. And it's just funny because we, you know, she has a spring birthday. But here we were mm-hmm. sitting outside on Winter's birthday, and it was, snow. it was snowing, yeah. Did you tell her Uncle Paul made that happen? Uh, I did, yes. Oh, yeah, she knows. She knows it's your fault. Okay.
2: Good. So, what did you guys do for the birth? Well, I know you have a story, Paul, but what did you guys do? Was there a party?
4: Oh, yes. We had a very lively and stressful um, mermaid party at our house. And, yeah. (laughs) It's okay. We got through it. It was fine. (laughs) (laughs) fine. (laughs) Not not my my favorite. Oh, yes. There was glitter. There was a lot of food coloring and
3: whatever. There you go.
4: There you go.
1: Well, fun. look, I, I find it encouraging when it comes to sustainability. More and more people recycle their clothes. Clothes are not a great investment as, as a rule, and it just makes sense, and it's better for the environment. What about your furniture, though? IKEA will pay you to return your old furniture. If you can't stand that old bookcase and dining table or the mismatched chairs you once thought looked so good, if you bought them at IKEA, the retailer will pay you to get them back. The Swedish furniture and home goods chain said it's uh, making its buyback and resale program permanent across all 37 U.S. stores on April 1st after piloting the offer last summer. They gave it a test drive, and apparently they're going to stick with it. and Hopefully other um, retailers will step up, other furniture companies, and allow you to recycle your furniture it makes sense to me. That's and pretty cool. Isn't that cool? Yeah, I
2: yeah. think that's really... So like you're saying, if I have an old piece of IKEA furniture that I don't like anymore, that doesn't go with my decor, that I could bring it back?
1: Yeah, bring it back. I don't know if if it's only on new purchases or if you get tired of it and you want to return it, they'll give you some money and and you know basically yeah. take your old stuff. I'm well not that. sure about that. But See, uh,
4: I, I wanna go buy that stuff for, you know, a, a a steep discount. I wanna buy whatever Jordana's returning for, you know, ten cents on the dollar or something. That's there you what go. I want. Yeah. 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 Well,
2: yeah, you don't want my old shock. Okay. DJ, you but said you're said you good were... at you're good at this. You're good at upcycling, David, right?
4: Well, yeah, or just being thrifty depending on how you look at it. But yeah, we uh, we got a new oven at our house, a new range. We switched over to gas, which is great. And I had a 10-year-old electric range that was fine. It works. It's you know, it's it's okay, but we were upgrading and switching. And I put it on Facebook Marketplace, and I sold it on the way. I took the minivan in today. I stuck that thing in the back because I they wanted to pick it up. And I said, well, I can't, but if you give me another 20, I'll deliver it. So I went to some house in North Minneapolis, and I delivered my old electric range. And I got cash in my pocket right here. It, and so it works, weird. right? The the yeah. range works. Yep. Oh yeah. 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 It works just, just fine. It's it's just 10 years old and it's dirty and it's whatever, but but and they were in a big hurry. So my guess is oh their uh their oven went out and they don't have a thousand dollars for a new oven but they've got a hundred dollars so right mm-hmm, now mm-hmm. on one day's notice and you know i don't know maybe they're gonna get the bigger better one of their dreams next year but today they just need something to cook on and it's now they enough. have yeah. yeah cool uh
2: don't you love facebook marketplace
4: yes it's i love
2: fantastic. facebook marketplace yeah. it- I love Craigslist. I mean, I love them all, but Facebook Marketplace is just so easy and I've had good experiences. Like when my kids upgraded beds, it's I've had, and and you're recycling, so it's a good thing.
1: Absolutely. Hey, thank you folks for coming along for the ride. We'll catch you tomorrow right here on CCO. I usually smuggle a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in my pants.
4: Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball